What's up, everybody? It's Gail P. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Talk For Your Ass. It's been a while. I um, I just caught up. I just was caught up, didn't know what to do. I was losing myself in trying to figure out, like, I just didn't like my sound. I, don't, I wasn't being myself. I even tried to invite people on my show, and it just wasn't coming out the way I wanted it to come out. So now I'm back and with a really good topic. And today we're going to be talking about how to be a friend. And a lot of people really struggle with that. So I just wanted to uh, let you guys know where have I been? I have been working. So, you know, we're in the COVID-19 quarantine life and I have been actually on quarantine for 51 days 5-1 it's been a long time and um it's it's weird and it's strange at the same time because I really enjoy um the time that I've had because it it increased my creativity I have done so much in these 51 days I have added on a couple of new layers to my business. Um, I've even did a couple of collaborations with some people. So I'm going to talk about all of that stuff and um, what I've been working on, who I've been working with. And I think overall, you know, I've really just changed as a person. This whole situation has awakened me to, um, what I need to do for myself, not so much as what I need to do for other people, like honing in on my own personal skills, you know, like working on my craft, um, organizing. Um, I've saved so much money. Like how many people have saved a lot of money? I know I have really saved a lot of money during this time. I'm not really eating out as much. Like I might reward myself every now and then, but like, during before COVID-19, I was basically eating out. I know at least three or four times a week. Now I'm like strictly eating from home, not wasting a lot of money, staying in. Like most of the day I'm staying in. I think I took my first walk downtown Houston like last Saturday. It was my first time actually walking four miles downtown. So taking it easy on exposure with people, trying to go to the grocery when people are mostly at home and not at the grocery store on the weekends, Um, trying to do a lot of precautionary measures. Like I actually wipe down every single item that I bring in from the grocery store. I'm like excessively bleaching and I'm Cloroxing like every single thing. So yeah, like what have you guys been doing? Like what's making you feel like anxious and nervous? Because I know for myself, I am like super nervous about going to work next week. Monday, we're supposed to go back to the office and I'm really nervous about that because I don't really have, other than going to the grocery store, I really am not exposed to people. So it's really something I've been thinking about heavily And I just want to know, like, are you guys also experiencing that anxiety wherever you are in the world, like going back into the community? Like, how are you really feeling about that? Like, is it something that, you know, like, do I have to do this? Is there anywhere I can stay home? Like, are you contemplating? Are you doing better working from home? Like, especially mentally and emotionally, how are you? Like, talk back to me. Let me know. So. I didn't introduce you, so this is Talk For Your Ass. Um, I've had this podcast for about four months. I started out talking about relationships, but I wasn't really being myself, like talking in my true voice. I was kind of just, I'm not sure what I was doing. So I just decided to wait it out and just kind of wait to see, you know, how I felt later, you know, how I felt about, you know, being comfortable with myself and talking about topics and just letting it flow. And I think it's better to kind of let it flow and wait until that feeling hits you when you feel like you really want to talk. Because now 
it's like I've been home by myself. And I'm like, now I'm ready to talk about something. I mean, I've experienced for the first time a pandemic. I've never experienced this, never thought I would experience it, but here we are. So what I've done during the pandemic is work a lot on my craft. Um, I am an artist. I'm a photographer, graphic designer, and now I am a tote bag creator. Okay, so... I have worked with, let me start with the Ice Factory. Um, it's a accessories boutique in Indianapolis. You can find her at the Ice Factory Accessories on Instagram and Facebook. Um, actually, I helped them do a, a Don't Rush Challenge. It's super cute. You can find it on my Instagram, Gail P Designs, and also on icefactory.com, uh, not .com, but Ice Factory Accessories on Instagram as well. Um, I've also created, been working on my card line where I put my artwork on cards. Um, super cute flat cards. And now I have a line of folded cards. You can check all of my merchandise out on gailpdesigns.com. I really love everything that I've been making. I think it's a great alternative to what we normally see in the stores, um, we lo a lot of times for African-Americans, we don't see ourselves represented on cars. And so I just thought that it would be a good change to have other options. And during this time, I've actually used these cars to send home to people in my family because I've actually experienced three losses, um, two losses from COVID, one just from cancer, but um, I was able to use my actual cards to send home to people in my family. So I would say if you love art, you love black art, you love something different. My artwork is very colorful. It's very pleasing to the eye. Um, there's something for everyone. You can check it out, galpdesigns.com. Also, you can see a lot of my artwork on my Instagram. Um, I helped a friend of mine. His name is Ophili. His Instagram is Ophili Design. He is an, also an artist who designed a line of socks. Socks are dope. And also he designed these leggings. So we were discussing these leggings. And at first I wanted some stockings. I still want the stockings. But I think he, when we were talking about it, I asked him, did he have stockings? But he thought stockings were leggings. So I'm thinking about having him on so he can talk to you about his journey as an African artist and what he's also been doing over the quarantine. But we worked together and he ordered, we finally got my order together and I've received these leggings. They are super cute leggings. I normally don't even wear designer leggings, but these are super cute. You need to check them out. Oh, Philly. Designs, O-F-I-L-I -I Designs on Instagram and .com. Um, I will also be on a live Facebook interview with um, the family, the village, um, on Thursday evening around 7 o'clock. Um, another one of my photography family friends, Mr. Rod Magaha, Magahe, Magahe. I hope I said it right, Magahe is a trumpet player and he has a Facebook live show that he started and um, he invited me to be on there so I could talk about what I was doing during the quarantine. So that's just a few things um, what I've been doing over the quarantine over the last 51 days. And during the video that I made for the Ice Factory, I met a lot of ladies. And also I asked a few people that I knew, what did they think it meant to be a friend? And I think as black women, um, this is for any woman, but because I'm a black woman, I'm talking to black women. I think that black women are very hard on each other. And a lot of times we don't realize it's not even necessary. A lot of times we think we are being friends to someone and we actually are not. 
And I wanted to do this as a video series, but I didn't get enough people. So I decided to use these videos and just take the audio out. And what I'm going to do is going to, I'm going to play a couple of these today. Maybe I can do them all. I don't know. It just depends on the time, but I'm going to introduce each lady and how I met them. So the very first lady that I'm going to introduce to you is Inika Carbo. I met her on my very first pilgrimage to Africa. She is a very lovely lady. She is so creative and she is an awesome, awesome, awesome cook, especially on vegetarian cooking. She is very healthy um, eater and she has a lot of good information on her Instagram page. So I want you guys to go check her out. Her Instagram is called shit vegans eat shit vegans eat. You got to go check her out. You'll really love what she shows. And um, she also introduces the food and tells you about the health and the reason why you should eat certain things. And she just very um, uh, knowledgeable about eating grain um, and vegetarian living. So uh, check her out. Shit is S-H-I-T underscore vegans underscore eat whole fooder. Go check her out. And yeah, let's listen to what she has to say about how to be a good friend. Friendship is rooted in a connection between two people. Friendships has a merit of different levels. Understanding, transparency, open and honest is some of the things that is successful in a friendship. See, we tend to take friendship out of the understanding that it's similar to a relationship and a romantic relationship at that. Friendship is just that. It's just handled accordingly, according to what that friend needs and what you need as a friend. Friendship is something that could be tricky at times. Friendship could be sweet. Friendship can be kind. Friendship could be hard and friendship is not the easiest thing at times. But friendship is just a mere reflection of who you are and what you need. So to me, friendship is just that. You give what you want out of a friendship to what is needed to a friendship. That's friendship to me. All right. So what did y'all think about what she said? She said, understanding, transparency, openness, and honesty. Those are the makings of a relationship. And I think a lot of times we struggle with the open and honesty and the transparency is very difficult. It's very difficult to be transparent in a day and time when people are being so shady. It's so easy to be shady in social media. It's so easy to hide behind the internet. And I think a lot of it is we really struggle with maintaining relationships because we have gotten used to wanting information quickly, wanting quick responses. We rarely pick up the phone and call people and listen to their voices. We just want to quick, we want to run in and run out quickly out of people's lives and people need to feel connected to you. So I really loved everything she said about the mirror reflection of who you are is what you will attract to yourself, basically, is what she was saying. And it's so, so true. Even in male-female relationships, we have to really be careful about our energy and what we're putting out there. So I wanted to move on quickly to another lady that I've known for many, many years, Miss Tracy Court. And I wanted her to also answer the question, what does it mean to be a friend? Let's listen up. 
Hi, my name is Tracy Cork, and I've been asked to talk about how to become a friend. And I really had to think about that for a minute because I, I, I drew a blank. And then after thinking about it, then these are the things that I came up with. Like, there has to be a spiritual connection, some type of energy, good vibe between me and the other person. Um, then I look for commonality. You know, what do we have in common? And like, are you a mother? Um, do we work in the same field? Do you volunteer or, you know, do you, um, do you like crafting? Do you like gardening? You know, then I kind of from the clothes, shoes, <laughs> purses. Um, and then, um, from there, I kind of think about, you know, after that, getting to know the person to kind of figure out who they are and what they stand for, and then to see if that aligns with who I am and what I stand for, and then can we learn and grow with each other? Can we learn from each other? And then after that, you know, normally a friendship develops and it blossoms, and, you know, I'm thinking of one of my friends right now, Asmite. I worked with her when I was in the foster care field, and we met each other and we clicked and I adopted her as my little sister. And she's the one that gets in my shit when I don't do things right. You know, she'd be on me like, and I love her. Sometimes it hurts what she says, but it's true. And um, it makes me look at myself. Um, but I love her for that. I love her for her directness. And that's, you know, sometimes you need somebody in your corner that's going to put you in your place when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Um, then also the honesty, just being direct, um, integrity. If they share something with you, you keeping it to yourself and not, and I don't share with anybody else. Um, then, you know, it's also, um, making time for each other. And I know we all have busy lives and, um, I don't always get to talk to my friends every day, but I may send them a text or when I do have some downtime, I'll, I'll call them and see how they're doing, see what's going on in their world, try to catch up. Um, and you know, before Corona, you know, as my, she would come into town and we would go somewhere and eat and share a plate and talk and have wine and just catch up and see how, how we're doing and how we could be a, um, a help to each other where we are in our stage of life. Um, and then not only that, you know, I think, you know, when I, when I start to develop a relationship with people, I end up, you know, caring for them and having a love for them and I want to see them do well. And if I see that they're going in a direction that I think is going to be detrimental to them, I let them know. Sometimes they don't, you know, agree with what I'm saying and they go ahead and do whatever it is they feel that they are, you know, what they feel like is best for them. And when the bottom falls out, I'm usually there to kind of help them process that and get through it. And I never say I told you so. Um, I really believe in unconditional love. And I think a lot of times that's what's missing in some of our relationships is unconditional love. And even not even that, like sometimes we get into disagreements and arguments and, you know, we stop talking to each other for a while, but then if we sit and we think about it, then we're like, okay, that was stupid. Let's get back. Let me get my friend back and go back and talk and make up and say the sorries or whatever. And, you know, I think friendships, you know, I've, over the years, I've had like friendships that have lasted like 10 years plus. And I think the biggest thing for me is that I care and I want to see what's the best for my friends and that unconditional love. I just think you need that sometimes. You just need somebody that's in your corner regarding, regardless of what you're doing. You just need that one person in your corner. And I usually try to be that person. I'm usually the one that people come to for advice. Um, and I try to give the best advice that I possibly can. And if I don't have an answer, I don't pretend like I have an answer. Sometimes it's just listening, not giving advice, just letting them, letting your friends get whatever it is off their chest. You know, sometimes we're not always looking for advice. And, you know, I just think that mostly when you're developing a friendship, there has to be some type of connection. There has to be some type of commonality. Um, you have to be on the same um, I don't want to say wavelength, but you have to have the same uh, characteristics in order to run, in order to run together, or not run together, but be in a relationship with somebody. You got to be on the same page on some things. Um, and then the the love, the care, the kindness, the directness, the honesty, even boundaries sometimes, because sometimes you got to put boundaries up. Um, 
But I think the unconditional love is the main thing. It's like, I love you regardless. I love you in spite of you. Because a lot of times we get, we be going off and then you go off on your friend because you're upset. And I've learned sometimes that I have to pull back emotionally and recognize that it's not about me, that my friend is going through something. And so when she comes back around, we'll discuss what just happened, but I'm not going to take it personal. So, you know, again, just kind of wrapping it up is, you know, some type of connection, um, commonality. Are we the same type of people? I mean, do we have the same um, characteristics? Um, And then, you know, I care for you, you care for me that unconditional love and so that's that's how I that's how I become a wow. friend. I really I wrote down a lot as she was talking, especially about don't pretend you have the answers. And a lot of times I have been in situations where I wanted so badly to have the answer and my answer probably wasn't the best answer for the person that was listening to me. Also having um, integrity and being able to receive criticism about your behavior. That's another thing that I have found personally that I struggle with a lot is receiving criticism about maybe something I'm doing that I've been doing for years and didn't realize it was bad. So a lot of things I'm learning, just listening to the lady speak about how to be a friend. Um, being a service to somebody is very, very important because you never know what people are going through. And if you don't ask, you won't know. And it's so easy to make assumptions. Like I said before about social media, it you're posting things like you're happy and everything is great. But really, in your real life, you are struggling with something and you don't have the strength or you don't trust the people who you call your friend to even tell them what your real struggle is because you are ashamed to be who you are. So is there really a friend when you can't talk to somebody? Hmm. It's really something to think about. So next we have Miss Portia Young and let's listen to her thoughts about being a friend. I hope this is really resonating with somebody and yeah, let me know what you think. All right, here we go. I was prompted with the question of how to be a friend. And I would say the first thing that popped up in my mind was quality over quantity. And I always say this because, you know, you can have so many friends, so many friends, but you can have, you know, that one or two, one or two people who are just really that friend. You know, they are there when things go wrong. They know, you know, the ins and outs of, you know, your family and they are just there and they are, they're just truly that friend. You have friends that you may socialize with, you know, at work or church and, you know, just different places, you know, that you have friends, but you may only have just one or two friends that are really just truly ones that you are close to. Um, But I always say quality over quantity because, you know, having so many friends and then not having that one person that uh, really understands and truly knows what you're going through, that person that you can really talk to and you can really, you know, dig deep in certain conversations that you would not talk to other people about. You know, I also talk about friendship because, you know, you have to learn to respect one another, respect each other's privacy, respect each other, whether it's, you know, a certain event, you know, things that they cannot come to. And, you know, they may tell you, oh, I can't make it to this one, but I'll come to the next one. You know, just respect them in that aspect. And, you know, I never try to uh, disrespect anyone um, for not being there for me or, you know, if I had something going on and they were just not able to. I've never done that. And I've always tried to respect people and, you know, if they have something going on and I feel like, you know, it's something that they don't want to talk about, 
then, you know, I kind of just back off of the situation. But I do reach out to them and let them know that I do care. I'm just thinking about you. Sometimes it's just picking up the phone and just saying, hey, you know, I was just thinking about you. You was on my mind. You know, I care about you. You know, you may tell them you even love them, you know. And, you know, you're just hoping that their family is doing well, especially with this COVID situation going on right now. It's made me realize to reach out to a lot of my family members that I haven't talked to in a long time. And, you know, it is as, as eerie as it is, as us being in the situation, it is bringing some of us closer together. I won't say all because everybody may choose not to do those things or not to talk to someone. But I will say it, it has brought people closer together. You know, we all are trying to just respect one another, you know, uh, check in. You know, it's always good to check in. You know, if you hadn't talked to them in a long time, give them a phone call and just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. You was on my mind. And I just want to make sure you're doing okay. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. It doesn't have to be um, something where you're digging into something deep in the past that you guys may have not wanted to talk about or just kind of shielded that and just kind of put up a wall. Um, but just, you know, knowing that, that you care and that you respect that person, um, that's that's a person that's being a friend and, and truly being someone that, that cares for you, that loves you, and they uh, will always be that one that you know, you know, I can count on her. I can count on her. If my kid is sick or something happens with my family, you know, I can call this person and they will be right there in a heartbeat to help you with whatever, whatever you need help with. And it doesn't have to always be about money. You know, sometimes it's just having a conversation with a person and just talking to them and um, just getting, you know, their view about whatever is going on with you and just seeing you know how if you're coping with something and you just feel like you're just having a hard time they may have the answer to you know help you deal with that situation or they may have uh, another way of resources for you you know you just never know who's in your corner that's right there with you that can help you with certain things you know sometimes you know we're scared to you know say certain things out loud and then you know is sometimes if when you do, you find that you can really get the answers. So, you know, you never want to um, be uh, the type of a friend that is one that is a friend today and not a friend tomorrow. You know, you don't you don't want to have that kind of friend. You know, you want to have that friend that is just a friend that will be there for you, you know, no matter what, you know. And like I said, friendship sometimes can be here today, gone tomorrow. You know, and you just wish that person the best. You know, you wish them the best and you just move on. It's nothing to where you should feel like you should have hard feelings with a person. You know, you just know your place. They know their place. And it's all good. We just keep it pushing. So that's my version of being a friend. And like I said, quality over quantity. Quantity over quality. Quality over quantity. Uh, so many of us, or I'll speak for myself, I have always longed to have a load of friends. Why? I'm the only child trying to have all these sisters and brothers and just people around. And what I have found, nine times out of ten, I probably would have been better off just having that one friend that I can count on. A friend in need is a friend in the respect and honor your friendships. She gave a lot of examples of different occasions where having a friend is so important, trusting someone, being there for someone. These are a lot these are some really good observations that are being made about friendships. And what's most important is that none of these ladies know each other. Not many of them know each other. And that is one of the reasons why this podcast is so special. It's a different point of view from women of all ages giving their opinion on how to be a friend and what that entails. So the next young lady I'm bringing up is Miss Felicia Harvey, and she is one of my coworkers. And I've known her for about three or four years, and I thought it would be interesting to hear what she has to say about friendship. So let's listen in. 
I feel like to be a friend, you have to be understanding. You have to be compassionate. You have to be open, honest, um, understanding, um, in touch with who you are so that when situations come into your friendship, you can address them with your friend and not take someone else's word. Um, but also just to be considerate and, uh, compassionate towards a person that you're calling a friend because it's easy to say that you're someone's friend um, when things are good and y'all are having fun and laughing but when the serious moments happen when life happens uh, you have to, to know that you should stick by someone's side because um, you never know when it's your turn you never know when death will come to you when Financial woes will come to you when heartbreak will come to you. Um, and also being a friend means to be um, I guess to keep conversations between y'all two. Um, to be one-sided, not two-faced I guess to say. Um, to really cherish what a person tells you um, keep it between the two of you and God pray for them uh, help them through them see them through them through whatever they're going through um, and not let it be a topic of conversation with you and your other friends um, for a lot of women that's hard um, because it's just a conversation but really that's someone's real life that they're dealing with um, whether it's a loss of a loved one uh, hurt by a, a relationship or um, just you know anything that it, that challenges us, us in life just be there for them and really stick by them and and have their back um, make sure that if your turn comes around that you'll know that she'll be there or he'll be there for you the same as you were for them. And you won't have to question their loyalty or their um, their truth to you when you say, um, this is just between me and you. Just, just let that be between you, them, and God. Um, I don't have very many friendships for that particular reason. Um, and it's hard sometimes um, but um, the people that I do have in my life I'm appreciative of and uh, thankful to God for um, so friendship means a lot to me um, I've been a friend but I haven't always had the same <clears throat> reciprocated back to me um but as we get older, sometimes, you know, people fall by the wayside, and that's okay. Um, the real writers will be there no matter what. Um, and be thankful and grateful when you find that uh, in your life. So, um, fr friendship means, uh, and to be a friend means a lot to me, and I take it personally. And um, hopefully, you know, one day me and you can be better friends than we've been. Um, and the things that we've talked about and uh, shared with each other uh, have just been between you and I. But um, I don't know. That's all. Thanks, Gil. That was very... I almost cried every time I listened to her talk. It almost made me cry again for the third time. I listened to her response three times. And what one of the things I recall about our relationship is when my dad died, I think our fathers died around the same time. It wasn't too many months between that time. And so when that happened, 
we both decided that we were going to be better people to each other. Now, I don't hang out with Felicia a lot, but I would like to... One of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I'm trying to figure out what I can do better to sustain and maintain relationships. And listening to her talk, I heard some of the things that I felt kind of damaged our relationship. And I would like to repair that as well. Life is very short. It's very difficult to find people who are ride or die friends, who will be there for you and who you can depend on. It's very important to find people you can trust in your life. So I think what I intended for this project to do is doing it. And I'm feeling very blessed and honored that I chose the people to speak and the people who desire to share, share. And sometimes that's all you need. You might, I think I asked 20 people to do this and I think I may have only received seven responses. So the people who offered up this information, you never really know how much you are helping someone. So I bless you and I thank you for sharing your hearts with me. So now let's listen to Miss Melissa, who I just met recently. Um, she is an artist in Houston and um, we both have something in common. We love dancing. So let's listen to Melissa's view on being a friend. So I'm answering Gail's question, how to be a good friend. Immediately, I think of my good friends. Who are, who are my good friends over the years, and why are we good friends? So the closest girlfriends that I have are all women who have a lot of empathy. So when I want to talk to them about anything going on in my life, I always know I can reach out to them and I'll be able to share whatever I need to share without judgment. That's another good quality of a good friend, no judgment and receive and they'll share empathy so even if they haven't experienced what i'm experiencing they'll be able to kind of relate and let me feel my feelings without telling me oh you should feel this way or you should do that now empathy is just allowing someone to feel what they're feeling and kind of walking beside them as they feel it so that's my number one quality in the closest friends that i have is empathy um and then obviously to be a good friend you know, showing that empathy in return, showing that empathy to others. Other good qualities, what makes a good friend, um, that will circle back to the no judgment, someone that will accept you and listen to you and you can talk to deeply without judgment. And they just accept you for who you are, the way you are. And honesty, a friend who can tell you honestly um, what they think or how they feel. Um, honesty is really important. I find the closest friends I have are the people I can be really honest with and vulnerable with, and they can do that in return. Um, and people who are good communicators are good friends, people who can communicate and talk to you. And uh, selflessness is a, another quality in a good friend. Um, I try to know what my friends' needs are and meet those uh, needs when I can, and then vice versa. Like if you're really busy, but a friend really needs a conversation, try to make time for that conversation because you want that in return. So another good quality of a good friend is reciprocity. Um, give and take, you know, you both are giving in the friendship. So that's a good quality. And of course there's like the fun qualities, like that you can laugh together. You have a similar sense of humor. Um, that you make each other laugh, uh, that you, yeah, that you can just laugh with. Um, as it last week, my good friend Sophia and I walked on the Hermine golf course and we didn't know if it was allowed or not. It, well, it was allowed, disclaimer, but <laughs> we found like this patch of golf, like this green near putt. I don't play golf, is it called a putt? I don't know. 
and a hole. I don't know where you score, you know, and uh, we just like lay down and had a picnic and just talked. And then she cracked me out because we saw some police officers on horseback and she just like closed her eyes. She's like, you can't see me if I can't see them. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. She just has a great sense of humor. So it made me laugh and it was bonding. Um, someone, good friends are people that you kind of go through life experiences with and can share those experiences with. So those are my top qualities in how to be a good friend. So what do you guys think? Is it fun to have somebody with a sense of humor that can make you laugh when you really want to cry? One thing that I can say is I love my sense of humor and some people, maybe they don't get my sense of humor or maybe they do. And, um, but I do, I think that having empathy and not being judgmental because maybe your friend is not where you are emotionally, financially, but they're working towards becoming better. And unless you're giving constructive criticism, not constructive criticism is not judgment. And we have to know the difference between those two terms. And I think a lot of times people think they're being critical and giving you criticism, but actually they're judging your choices. And that's something to evaluate. And I'm glad that I'm hearing this because I think I have been guilty of giving criticism and it was really judgment so i really also love that she talked about being vulnerable as a friend it's very important to be vulnerable in situations because without that i don't think any relationship can survive because you a lot of times people put on these airs and pretend to be something that they're not because they're afraid to show you that they're afraid of life or they're struggling or they're sad because they don't want to be judged. So everything she said, I totally agree with it. And one day we will go dancing, Melissa. So, so our next person is Miss Letty Oda, who I also met um, my first pilgrimage to Africa and she was such a sweetie pie and um, I wanted to ask her because she is very well spoken and I respect her opinion as an individual and as a young woman so yeah let's listen to Miss Letty hi there my name is Letty and I was recently asked by a friend, Miss Gail P. Designs, about what my definition of a friend is. Now, over the years, my definition of a friend has evolved. I mean, what I consider a friend back then when I was maybe six is way different from what I think right now as a 33-year-old. But I'll definitely say three things in my life I do feel is a definition of a friend from where I am at at this point in my life. And one would be respect. I respect our similarities and also respect differences because we meet people throughout this world and if you can click with one another, despite your similarities and differences, you're all good. And also, uh, number two would be supportive of your uh, friend's goals or what's going on in their life, their journey in life. Whether or not you may not agree with it, but still know that no matter what, you will continue to support them because that's what they want to do and that's where they are at in their lives. And three would be honesty to your friend and also how you express your honesty. There are some people who it's not what you say, but how you say it that can harm the relationship or allow the relationship to continue to grow. And sometimes when you say it out of love, the person may understand it despite not also, not, not, please forgive me, uh, 
despite the fact they may disagree with your belief and your views, but still going back to the mutual respect. I love you enough and respect you enough. I want to let you know, but I mean no ill will or harm intent towards you. So, so far those are three things that I feel is the definition of a good friend. So, hopefully that's good enough. What I am hearing in most of these conversations is the word honesty. I've circled honesty, I think, six times. I mean, five times so far. And what I see as a common thread is either people have not been an honest person or haven't experienced honesty with people and desire it. And I think everybody wants to have that inner friend. You want to be respected. You want to be honest and you want to be vulnerable and you want to be trusted. And so these are some basic fundamental qualities that all of us can share with one another and work on individually so that we can become better. So the last person for today is Miss Liz. Now I have another interview that is an hour. So I'm going to give Miss Mel my next episode and it'll be all, she'll have the entire episode because what she says in her response is so vital and important. And I don't want to chop up her message at all. I want it to flow exactly as she was speaking. So I will have a second podcast um, directly related to how to be a friend. But now we're going to head into our last conversation with Miss Liz Bryce, who I also met in Houston, who actually introduced me to the artist who ultimately was responsible for presenting me to the world in my first exhibit. So let's listen to Miss Liz. Hello, hello, hello. Um, this was quite an interesting question that you had asked me um, about how to be a friend, okay? So, let me start with one of my oldest friendships, a person that I've known since I was 11 years old. and. I'll be 46 this year. Our friendship has transformed in many ways. Be it good times, bad times, tragedies, all of that stuff. And although we don't talk every day, I could call her right now and we immediately pick up where we left off. So for me, in that regards to that particular friendship, it's a-okay. Now, yes, I have other friendships that are not as robust and as strong as that one. Um, people enter and exit your life for different reasons. Different times in our lives, we could be going through our own personal strife and those people make their entrances and exits. And sometimes the friendships thrive in those instances, and sometimes the friendships fail. I have one particular friendship as such. It has failed, but it's back thriving. Um, I'll have to say I'm at fault um, because of my personality and who I am as Leo. So as women, we have the propensity to build each other up with such great love, hope, and joy but we also have the propensity that we could annihilate someone and destroy their dreams, depending on how the friendships went through their life cycle. So you could pretty much sum up a friendship just like any relationship as a stage play. As each act changes, you evolve. You evolve into a new scene. You enter and exit stage left. So there's just numerous things that transform along the way so for me i'm not gonna say i'm the best friend but i'll say this when i love i love hard be it platonic or 
not platonic relationships. So it's just who I am personally. So when I feel like you've wronged me, I take it very, very personal. I take it very, very personal. So that's how I describe how to be a friend um, in my own perspective. Thank you. Yes. These ladies really gave me a different perspective on being a friend. I really love the analogy of being in a stage play. And some people do, they exit stage left. Everyone is not meant to go on this walk of life with you. We want to bring people along that sometimes their purpose in our life has played out and we have to learn how to let it go. And so I want to thank all the ladies, um, Miss Anika, Tracy, Portia, Felicia, Melissa, Liz, and next week we're gonna have Miss Mel, photographer, speak to us at Coffee Connoisseur. Speak to us about what a friend is to her and she will end part two of this series and I hope that what you've learned today you've taken some notes you reevaluate your life and use what you've learned I did this for a reason I want us to be better I think we are better together and I heard that from First Lady um, Pastor Ramsey's wife and when she said that we are better together that's when I knew I had to do this. I had to do this because I'm a helper and I believe that somebody out there needed to hear this. And yeah, so thank you so much. I'll see you next time on Talk For Your Ass. Be well, be safe, test negative, and call somebody. Don't text them. Peace and blessings. Love you guys. <laughs>